Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational, educational, and entertaining podcast for auto detailers. Welcome to the community. Hi, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. My name is Marshall Hill. I'm your guide as we journey through the auto detailing industry. You can find me on most platforms at Total Auto Solutions. If you're on TikTok, it's a great place to find me at Detail Supply App. Best way, though, get in touch direct to 918-800-1188. And today I'm joined by Greg and Sean. Greg can be found on most platforms at Masterson's Wax. If you're on TikTok, he loves being on TikTok, too. Find him at Masterson's Car Care. Best way to get in touch, shoot him a call or text direct 562-335-2053. Sean can be found at Orbis X Inc. on uh, social media. Best way to get in touch with him is Sean at OrbisX.ca. All right, and uh, I'm excited. This is going to be a fun discussion about how to maintain some things in life and how to maintain some things in our car life. It's an interesting discussion. We're going to jump back and forth between Sean and Greg. And to get it started, for anybody that watches these on Facebook, so we always put these, if you're an audio guy, cool, but you're going to miss out. So go to the Pines of Polishing podcast Facebook page, find this video, and you're going to get to see a really cool thing by Sean. And we are talking about maintenance. And we're going to journey through 106 years that it's taken to maintain something and why it's important to maintain. So, Sean, where are you sitting? What are you in? So, right now, I'm sitting in a vehicle, of course, but... uh... Not just any vehicle. This is a 106-year-old Model T. Oh, really? So, absolutely. Oh. Complete with a custom Canadian flag. <laughs> maple leaf in the back. Custom maple leaf seats. And <sighs> let me hop out. One second. They didn't build these cars for big people back then. <laughs> so. Yeah. Humans right. were a little... Uh, uh, we're maintained a little slimmer back then, huh? Yes, exactly. So I'll give you the, the quick view here, if you can see. So That's that so cool. is a 106 years old. It's a five liter, 300 horsepower. This thing goes. Hey, she can goes. Can you flip the camera a five around liter or walk us around there? it? Absolutely. Let me, uh, let me flip that around. There's a five around. liter engine? Yeah. <laughs> what is in it? You know what? That I don't know. Open the hood. I'll tell you. Hold on. <laughs> Perfect. Give me two seconds. How do I flip this around? Oh, I don't know. Uh, just, just turn it around with your hands. Turn it around. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to do it like this. Go. You guys can see it. Okay. Yeah. Open up. Perfect. All right. So here we go. We got horn one. <laughs> Hold on. This thing Manual is three horns. horns. Very yeah. <laughs> horn two. <laughs> and then horn three. Oh, shoot. I don't know if you reach here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I want it to be the Uga horn. No. That was close, though. That was close. <laughs> yeah. So I'll show you. Oh, what the fuck? That is not a regular Model T. That is a hot rod. Hell no, it's not. It's not what? That. that is not a regular Model T. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> like, so. that was a whole independent rear suspension. <laughs> well, yeah. Model T. I think that's a jack. Is that a, is that from a Jaguar or is that a quick change rear end? That was crazy. Oh, and I'll, I'll go back around. I'll go back around. But so top does come off. It's really easy, surprisingly, to take it off. Oh, Putting shit. it back on is the the tricky part. So here, I'll show you the console as well. That's cool. Yeah, that is so, cool. It's got the stereo in now. It needs to be fixed up here. But we're actually going to take that out and we're going to uh, put it behind. But yeah, and there's there's also mirrors. They go on the sides here, move all the way down, and there's side glass as well. And then I'll go back. Can you see that well? Yeah, man. That, yeah. That, that, yeah. That, I, I want to know what that is off of. That, that looks like a quick change rear end. Uh, you know, so, custom quick change. I'm trying to hear. Sorry. Yeah, that, that's super cool, Sean, man. Thanks for sharing that. All right. I think yeah, I open the hood. Back. Oh, open is he going to pop the hood? All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what's in it. I, uh, well, Hold on a second. You can't. It's electric. Yeah, I don't it's know electric. <laughs> All right, let's let's I rock and roll. The, 
Yeah, okay, real quick, I, I have to take this whole thing off. To yeah. okay. Fuck it. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun. It's Anybody fun. wants to go check it out, go over to the uh, Pints so, of Polishing podcast uh, Facebook page and uh, and go look at it there. It's a great, it's a really cool car, Sean. So as you make your way inside, I'm going to bounce it over to uh, Greg. We're talking about maintaining, right? Um, not only we're going to get into some maintenance for vehicles, uh, which is interesting as I just, I'm going through some maintenance stuff right now. Seeing that vehicle, I, I'm having issues with my Jeep. It's in and out of a uh, dealership. I got one picture where I'm holding the key, but then my ignition thing is still, or my little sensor of whatever dash is going, you know, take the key out of the ignition. So, you know, it, it's got some issues, right? So I, I've got some mechanical things I got. I got some electrical things. I've got some brakes, right? Regular maintenance things that you just got a regular do, right? Unless you wanted to go get a brand new one and have that $700 a month uh, tag, right? You got to maintain things. There's no doubt that as we continue through business and continue through life, there's a lot of things that we got to maintain in life. Uh, what's some maintenance things that uh, you're going through that you wish would, uh, would be better? Maintenance things? You know what? I'm trying to maintain my schedule, Ooh. my time. I mean, I'm trying to freaking maintain. That is the most hardest thing to maintain is the time. And you know what? It screwed me up because of my leg. Because that big old scar on my leg finally healed up. You know, I'm pretty solid up now, but that was a huge That's issue. a big old scar, man. Yes, bro. Look at that. Just for comparison, yeah. I'll put my key. This is my Mercedes key. Yeah, that's a big old scar. Very big scar. Yeah. So, um, anyway, hey man, because of, because of that, I, I said earlier, but let me say again, I really like the hat. Oh, uh, thanks. You know what, Marty? Quick suggestion: order bigger hats. I feel like this hat was made for the size of a small girl. <laughs> I have a big brain, and this hat's very small. It makes me look like I'm like a <laughs> my head, and it's opened oh up all the way God. too. Look at that. Wow. Barely fits the head. Well, Greg, you know, so people have said you have a big head, and now you yes, just yes, I I know they always say I I thought it was they thought it was a joke. Like, oh, Greg has a big head. Greg's big headed. No, Greg really is a big head. I have a big head. Things don't fit. Me. <laughs> well, so let's let's talk about this because I know you mentioned a second ago. Um, you know, maintaining parts of life uh, many times is not just our physical. It's not just what we eat. It's not just exercising. But there's also maintaining our mental status, oh, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, Big time. Maintaining negativity, maintaining positivity. You know, if you're too positive, you don't ever get right. So there, there's got to be a little playback and forth, right? There's always going to be negative in the world. How are you doing it? What's, what's it like in business? What's it like uh, what you're going through? You know, maintaining negative is like the negative positive. It's very, very difficult, especially right now with, um, with um, business, right? There's so much negativity out there. Like you make a post there about anything. It could be a post about, I just had a baby and somebody like, fuck your baby. <laughs> you know, like, like uh, that happens though. Yeah, <laughs> it, it happens just like that. It's crazy. And so the hard part about this is having to like weed out the negative and hmm. weed out this stuff. And you know, I will say that one of my good skills is actually just seeing the road and keep moving forward. Like, you know, there's a, there's a, a, a phrase in it. I don't know if you ever seen the movie Cannonball, the Cannonball Run. You ever seen that? Cannonball? There's a scene in the beginning, kind of my favorite scene in any movie, when the Italian guy gets in the Ferrari and he rips off the rear view mirror. And he said, and the guy's in the car is like, why the fuck did you do that? And the guy looks at him and says, because what's behind you is not important. That, I like that. That's rips the mirror off. There's also a song that says, um, he took the mirrors off his Cadillac because he doesn't have to look back, right? Google those lyrics, crazy song, right? It's, um, uh, it, it's because I will say that's one of my good skills, looking forward, keep going. But you know, in this world of negativity, even I get caught up being like, fuck, why is there so much fucking negativity over here? Like, who, like, what is causing these issues? You know, why are people in life so negative? 
And, and why don't they see the positive? It really sucks. What I've noticed is, is that usually the negativity is just because of the internet and the Facebook and, and people being on the internet, because I've actually done this a couple of times is I, if there's been a negative comment, like a, an obviously negative comment towards something I've done, I've looked up the person and found their phone number and just called them and said, Hey, what's up? My name's Greg Masterson. You left me a comment here. I just wanted to maybe talk to you about it. And nine out of 10 times, the person's so polite and we're like, Oh, and we find out anything. And they're like, actually, Hey, Greg, like you're super cool. Like, I'm sorry. I was being so negative. Like life just sucks. And you know, I, I appreciate you calling me. And, and that's great for me. And cause I'm like, Oh, wow. You know, some negativity got eliminated here, right? But it's hard keeping focus with all the fucking negativity. It's freaking crazy, man. And same focus is one of those things that's difficult. I, I've seen, I think for me, I know up in Canada, it might be a little different. You guys, you know, with your hockey and your brawls and your fights, you know, it's probably a regular thing, but I don't know if I've seen a preseason with more fights in the professional football uh, arenas. Um, this year? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I'm, I'm seeing so many more people post videos. I mean, there was a, there was a video of a, of a guy hitting a woman, and then his, his the boyfriend steps up, and he gets his ass knocked out, which is pretty funny. Yeah. But, you know, it's like, what in the world is going on? Why are people so upset suddenly? Right? Could it be? the downward turn of the economy, right? Could it be things were so good because we just got dumped with all this free money? Sorry, Canada, I don't know if you did or not, but <laughs> the US, we're the idiots that just piled here. on our debt and just threw in more and more money into the situation that we think that that's gonna solve things. And now as that starts to dry up, I think there's a lot of people coming out of that with a just pissed off for some reason. I don't know what it is. It just seems lately there's a lot more people in the negative. Sean, what have you seen in life? Is there a bunch of negativity lately or everything's, you know, pro bono uh, out there with your free healthcare? <laughs> exactly. I, uh, I know what you mean. And you know, that's actually a common myth. It's there's some aspects that are free, but, uh, I, <laughs> no, so, so that, that vehicle outside is actually being raffled off to, uh, to raise money for a, a young woman that she needs a lung transplant. Um, so it'll be raffled off next year. Uh, it's going to be, it'll be here until probably next August. Yeah. Maybe a year from now. Anyway, so if someone wants to enter to win that, it's going to a good cause. But yeah, so it's common misconception. But that being said, we do get, you know, a lot of healthcare bonuses, obviously. Um, and a lot of things are free. So we shouldn't have as much reason to be negative or upset. Uh, but I would say this, I have noticed a huge shift in some people's mentalities. My, my life has overall just been extremely positive because I'm really good at filtering out a lot of negative stuff and I won't give it attention because the, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. It's greener where you fertilize, period. So I, I make sure that anytime there's something negative, I cut it like a cancer out of my life instantly, as fast as I can. Um, so for me, I haven't noticed a huge shift in my day-to-day, -day, but I've seen it in other people's. There's people that I thought were the type of you know personality that they would never let things get to them. And they almost seem like completely different people now. Uh, I notice it more because my wife and I, we, we have a, a place in the city, but then we also have uh, some farmland. And when we're traveling between both, uh, we, we see a shift in people's mentalities in the city versus in the countryside, uh, more so than we did before. Obviously, we saw it before, like, you know, life's a little laid back and things like that. But now we get back to the city and you can almost feel it in the air that there's this tension that no one's talking about. Um, and definitely like the city we're in is usually, we're in the capital city of Canada and it's usually pretty peaceful, uh, but there's been an uptick in violence, things like that. And then obviously I've seen it online where, uh, you know, keyboard warriors, they, they all have lots of things to say and most of it, they don't have any information to, to, you know, found their opinion, but opinions are free, right? So they, <laughs> they voice it. <laughs> well, so it's interesting. That's something Nick, uh, uh, and I have talked about, we've done it on some other episodes and just us personally. It's interesting the amount of negativity and you mentioned keyboard warriors, people that will just go into and let's go into this. Let's let's talk about groups, right? They'll go into groups mm -hmm. and they feel that they can literally say whatever they want. 
-hmm. and it makes no difference to them about what they put out. And, and we, we, we liken it to the thought of, well, and this is us being old fuckers, right? This is, this is us being old men going, well, back in my day, well, back in my day, if you said some negative shit, you were going to get your face punched by some kid on the playground, right? Like you watched what you say, (laughs) Yeah, you watched what you said. So you didn't get your ass kicked right today. You say whatever the fuck you want to say, and it doesn't even matter. You know, there's uh, no, there's no, I'll see you, see you after school. You know, exactly. Like, there's only, yeah. oh, blah, blah, blah. Right. The only response is more keyboard stuff. Right. So there is some people and Greg, let's talk about this for a second. There is some people that say you shouldn't spend time inside these Facebook groups because there's so much negativity. However, as you and I have talked, there's a lot of positive things that go on in t- too, right? There's, there is some good information that is put out, but there's plenty of people that will say, Hey, I just did my first one or, Hey, I'm, I'm doing this. And I charged 150 bucks and people are like, you only charge 150 more. You fucking saw, you know, like, and they yeah. just start attacking, right? Like there's people that are probably even, I think you, you have some insight to there's people that go into groups that, aren't even involved with the car care industry and they're just there to create negativity on their own. You know, anything you want to say about that? You know, I've, I've noticed that. And that's one of the biggest problems um, with, with mainly Facebook only that you have these Facebook groups and like, there's one called detailing for money, which is all about detailing for money, but the group is actually bought out. It's actually a corrupt group. I can even explain why Um, the, owners of the group uh, are bought out by other companies to shut down other companies. So let's say you're in a group and there's 10 companies, right? Well, one of those companies almost bribes and buys out one of the moderators of the company. And now that company tells them, don't show these other companies, only show our information. A group, the people who are running the group run it just like their page, like a, like a, a page that they control. And people come into the group looking to make money, but they're actually just being manipulated into buying ceramic coating for some other company that was paying to run the business. So it really, you really have to focus on where you're finding the good information about detailing. And to be honest, I feel like the best information now for detailing are actually being put out there on YouTube. Now, I'll, I'll ask you this, Marty. This is a great question. There is actually no more big manufacturers or companies that even post in the Facebook groups anymore. I'll name a bunch. Meguiar's, Turtle Wax, Armor All, um, uh, Mothers. Chemical Chemical Guys. guys. Chemical Guys. No, none of them post in any of the groups because uh, they know that um, they need to put out the information somewhere else because it's not being viewed properly in the group. So that's why I feel like a lot of the best information on how to detail is from the major manufacturers directly on YouTube or directly from their own pages. And, and, and you could actually reach out to these companies and learn from them and they'll get way more information, uh, proper information, because this is the main question that a lot of people have to wonder about these groups. When you're in these groups and somebody tells you an information, how do you know that that information is correct? Bingo. And that's why I was going to say probably why a lot of those big groups do not put information out into the groups is because it becomes technical, right? A lot of it becomes, how do you do this? How do you do this? And well, if I'm a a social media um, brand ambassador for, let's just say, McGuire's, I probably don't know the technical information on you know, which, which brush to use when I'm cleaning this interior of such and such, right? Like, so there's nothing for them to actually do. When I go into those groups, because I have 20 years of experience, I have some information to at least give back. Now, it is very tough to go dig through these comments and to leave some valuable information. And is the information actually going to fall on ears where people, you know, accept the information or probably like you, Greg, cause you put a lot of information out on these groups. You probably get a lot of negativity coming back as sometimes so do I. So there really also becomes a, 
what's the point in it for me if I'm going to maintain positivity, if I'm going to maintain where I'm going in business and in life, should I continue to invest time into these groups where I just get hit with so much negativity? Yeah, yeah. Actually, you know, speaking of that, and there was another detailing group uh, where I was actually going to do a, a one-hour free training on sales, on how to up increase your sales with techniques <clears throat> in business, right? But I had set up the day, and the day that I went to go do it, the group moderators of Detailing for Money put me on post approval. So I could not live stream. And I was not going to create and give out very well thousands of dollars of great information for people for free. But the group wants to moderate that. Um, there's a big disconnection there. And it's pretty much the group is the one that's losing out. The people that are coming in, they're the ones that are truly losing out because of all this negativity uh, of uh, regulation on, on technique. All right, cool. All right, let's, let's move on and talk about maintenance, right? Let's overall, uh, if we're talking maintenance, not just about mental maintenance and positivity and negativity, um, maintenance and cleanliness, okay? Let's first just talk about us since we're talking about life and our car life. Let's talk about life. Now, for me, maybe this gets a little personal, right? <laughs> maybe you don't want to hear this. <laughs> However, I find it a little valuable, right? Because in life, there's certain things that we've got to maintain, not only our health, our mental health, our physical health, but then the cleanliness of our body, right? Mm. I am not a person that showers every day. Why? I never have been. I don't know why if I didn't do a lot during the day, I wouldn't take a shower. I would just, you know, eat dinner, do what I work a little bit more, go lay in bed and go to sleep. Well, my girlfriend that I've been dating for the past couple of months, she moved in and she could not believe that I didn't take a shower every day. And her and her kids will sometimes take one to two showers every day. Yeah. So she's got me on before I can get into bed with her at night. She's like, shower? Like, damn. Okay. I guess I'm going to take a shower before I get, you know. So she has me now washing myself every day. Good. Is that Sean? Like, I mean, this gets a little funny. I get it. But are you, do you maintain your cleanliness on your body every single day? Is that a thing that you do? I mean, you don't maintain your beard, right? Like, it, yeah. you got to let it grow sometimes. Yeah. I've got to shave my beard. Before, before Sean answers this, there is a statistic, a statistic out there that says that a beard, a man's beard is like dirtier than a toilet, has more bacteria in it than a toilet. I, I, now, I, I actually don't have a beard. I just shaved my beard because I had to clean my face because we're talking about cleanliness. I had to shave off my whole beard so I could just fix. I have like an like a ingrown hair, two ingrown hairs, and I kept picking at it and I knew it was going to develop a scar underneath from fucking scratch so i was like fuck this shit i'll shave it all off find it oh extract good to go clean good no more issues but what do you think about that sean about about uh about uh you know what yeah so two two things one is i do agree with the beard thing that statistic one thousand percent for the majority of people because i don't think that people do like we're in an age okay so when i was a kid there were ads on TV about how to wash your hands, properly wash your hands. There were ads on TV. No. Those ads are still playing. They've upgraded them, but we're still having to teach adults how to wash your hands. So there's there's no doubt in my mind that they're not washing their beard, you know, if that's the case. So for me, though, I've got a little bit of OCD. Um, so I haven't been to the barber because it means going out and I've been home coding like crazy. Um, but that being said, I clean it sometimes two or three times a day. I, I, I have a little bit of an OCD thing, to be honest. The weird part with me, though, is I don't have that when it comes to my car. Uh, so I could care less. Like, I throw stuff in the car, makes a mess, whatever, and I, I own a detailing shop. I'm literally here right now, and I got my car clean today only because I'm here training some new staff. But if it wasn't for that, I the last time I cleaned my car was maybe like six, seven months ago. I, I'm doing everything that we tell our customers not to do. But uh, when it comes to my body... I'll, I'll ceramic coat myself if I can. And uh, <laughs> like I just, I have a, a phobia of, of dirt and stuff. So yeah, that's, <laughs> so I don't are know. You, but uh, I, are, you, are you a shower a day? 
I, I, I'm definitely a shower again, for sure. But we're building a new house. So on our piece of land, we're building a new house. There's days where I'm, I'm working there and it gets late. And I'm like, you know, if I'm just too tired, maybe I'll just take a dip in the pool. I'll let the chlorine, you know, do its thing and whatever. There you go, right? So, so yeah. I, I do have some, you know, a couple of days that I'll skip, yeah. you know, but I'll, the next morning I wake up and it's like first thing I do though. So it just depends. But yeah. yeah. I think Greg's one of those cleaning everyday kind of guys. Yes, I, I built a shower in my office. <laughs> I can show it to you. I built an office. I, I, I built a shower in the office. Okay, full on shower. So I can shower here. Because because I believe in like massive productivities of showering. Showering, mm. most and most important things. You know that the guy who one of the inventors of the atom bomb, he used to soak in a bath just to get ideas for hours. Just to lay there fucking naked in the bath, hours, right? I do the same thing. Stand in the shower, get a bunch of ideas, might be in there for 45 minutes, might be in there for an hour, I don't know. But there's a lot of ideas, but I take a lot of them. Also, if I'm tired, I'll just get up and go take a shower. Wake the <laughs> fuck up, cold as shit. Yeah, I, I, will, I will just... Cold jar. Ah, fuck. Okay, okay, we're awake. Let's get some work done. That's true, though. I actually prefer the cold showers. They, uh, especially when you want to get some shit done, makes me feel like a Navy SEAL, you know. And then I uh, just go get some stuff done. I want. Yeah. I, I, I need the hot shower. I, I like turning it all the I way. I prefer the hot. cold. Yeah. I, I, I go. I go hot. Like right before I'm gonna get out. I, I, I burn myself. I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking toasting. <laughs> I was gonna say, do you ever do it the opposite, Greg? I'll go hot shower. And then like 10, 15 seconds to get me ramped up before I'm ready to go, throw it overway to the cold and then take a really, really cold, like 10 or 15 seconds. That'll freak you out right there. That'll, That's supposed to be good for your skin. That's what the Native Americans used to do. They used to sauna yeah. in these saunas. That's why I don't have to take a shower every day. I was doing things great for my skin. There we go. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. All right. You know what? You Not everybody maintains their car either. Okay, mm -hmm. let's first dive into the thought of why over the past years have the professional, you know, model for that's been, you know, groups, YouTube, anywhere that you've seen, the, the model has been don't maintain your vehicle, get this coating that's going to last five to seven years, you'll never have to maintain, you'll never have to touch, you'll never have to do anything. That's been where so many people have headed. Why do you think that it's been so negative to maintain it? Just a, a regular wash, a, a regular spray, a, a regular wax, a, a regular whatever that you need to put on to continue to maintain a vehicle. Um, I'm going to bounce this first to Sean, um, the kind of more the newcomer to it. And then, Greg, I'm going to go with you. So, Sean, as you've kind of come into the industry, what you see from Orbis X, what you see in your own business, Sure. Why do you think there's been so much lean heavy towards just put on this big coating and walk away for five to seven years? I know you got a piece of paper that will guarantee it. Versus, <laughs> exactly. Versus, I, yeah, versus weekly maintenance to properly keep it clean, properly keep it protected. And the reason is uh, it's, it's one of information distribution, I would say, that just like what Greg was saying with, with groups and stuff, that it's in the best interest of the people that are making those products that that's how they want to sell it because they want to sell tons of their product. So they're controlling the information that goes out to these detailers, especially a lot of new detailers. And so they're now pushing it. And because these, these detailers aren't real business men and women, they're just asking someone for advice on what they should do and sell. And then they, they get fed some information and that's what they sell. So that's why I think the industry has been leaning that way is because a lot of the big manufacturers or the most popular ones have been, you know, infiltrating at the lower level and sending out these basically ground troops, which are all these, you know, detailers that are out there doing it. Uh, it's what I've seen because it's not in the best interest of the detailer, um, clearly to advertise a product. Like imagine McDonald's saying, hey, eat this special burger and you'll feel full for six years. Why would they do that? <laughs> well, never like, come back. They, they <laughs> You know, that, the, I'll, I'll add on to something you were saying about this. And this goes even back to, you know, what we we're talking about earlier and about, about 
people answering questions. They're not business people. They don't know what's going on. I was on the phone with my attorney this morning and we were talking about some things and we were just, he was asking me why, you know, there's so many crazy psychos in the detailing industry. And I explained to them, and this is the best way I explain. This is why also there's a lot of bad information out there is, is that the detailing industry is the lowest barrier of entry industry in any industry in the whole entire world. It costs less to become an auto detailer than anything. Even now, I, I, when I told my attorney that it costs less to be an auto detailer than it does a lawnmower guy, he even had to think about it for a second. And I was like, yeah, look, lawnmower guy has to spend a couple hundred bucks on lawnmower. Car wash guy only has to spend $5 on the car wash bucket and like $5 on the mint and like 20 bucks on some soap and you're detailing. And because of that, this industry has a crazy amount of psychos and crazy people that come in because they didn't have any business training. They just appeared out of nowhere. They like appear and they're like one day detailer. And, <laughs> and then they actually like enter the industry and they exit the industry very fast. And that's where I believe a lot of this misinformation comes from. Hey, so, hey, Johnny told me that I, I don't need to use a car wash bucket, that I could use this Tupperware. But it's just because Johnny didn't buy a bucket. Johnny had Tupperware. So he was using Tupperware to wash a car because it was at home, low barrier of entry. And uh, I think that's on from my thing. Why I see, we see a lot of weird stuff like that in this industry. Now. Yeah, it, it, there is a lot of weird stuff. So what about maintenance, Greg? Like, um, you know, brands that have taught these five to seven years, but haven't taught maintenance. Uh, I know well, you're a maintenance guy, right? I mean, yeah. you sell products for maintaining vehicles. Yeah not for one night standing up a, a person and say right, see yeah. you in five years, but continually clean, continually, you know, maintain and protect yeah. the vehicle. Yeah. Why do you think over the industry it's been pushed so heavy by certain, you know, brands that spend a lot on marketing and were heavy in those groups? Um, why do you think it was that they led us in a, in a direction um, that maybe wasn't the best way to go? You know, um, I'll give a good answer to that. You know, I first, I believe that when maintaining a car, there's a lot of these products out there that say that these car, these products protect your car for three years, five years, seven years, 10 years. There was even a company that came out and said, we have one that lasts 50 years. Okay. Yeah. Now I, I'm going to be the first one. People can quote this on there. I believe that every coding that says it lasts more than uh, 24 months is a scam. I truly believe it. It's a scam and nothing lasts that long. And if it did, I truly believe that the automotive industry, OEM manufacturers, what, you know, Volkswagen group, uh, Mercedes group, uh, Daimler Chrysler, all those, all those people, they would have already put that technology in their vehicle already to last much longer, but they haven't because it does not work. And so um, you, I believe that these companies that are saying, we have a product that'll protect your car for 10 years. You can't say we have this product that protects your car for 10 years and then have maintenance products at the same time. It's like a conflicting marketing. You're conflicting each other. You can't tell your customer, Hey man, you can light your car on fire and you can like, um, uh, drive through anything, but, uh, you, you have to wash it with this special soap. Right. Uh, like there, there's a company right now that's claiming that their ceramic coating is self cleaning. It cleans itself, but you have to wash it with their own shampoo that is approved for that coating. Because if you don't, it will clog the pores of the coating, but it's self cleaning. It'll self clean. So this is a big mix up in the industry. It, it, it's, overlaying of problems when in reality, we just need to maintain the car, just wash it on a regular basis, just wax it, seal it on a regular basis, and you'll be good to go. That's the way I believe. It. All right. So you mentioned washing. So let's jump into washing, right? This is an interesting thing, Sean. I'm not sure how you do your business there. I'm waiting for um, so, so why don't you tell me, do you guys foam or do you use a waterless rinseless or do, or do you use a traditional no foam or just, you know, pour oh. some soap in a bucket. We got the two bucket system and we we're good to go. Sure. So good questions. And so we use the foam cannon 100% of the time we're filming a video. 
<laughs> Outside of that, we don't use the foam can. It takes up too much time, and it's not proven to be any more effective than you know putting in some some hard labor yourself uh so we usually assign two people to do the outside of a car when it comes in so it goes pretty quick uh we do use multiple uh buckets of course uh but if someone happens to bring us a car and make a request we'll honor that request and do it a certain way some people have asked us you know oh, i was looking for someone to do the phone they've seen it on you know an ad or something like that but our general process is just wash buckets Keep it simple and we go over things and we we just make sure that we take our time uh so we'll do a rinse first make sure there's no you know like some people have come in where, where we are there's often construction going on and so sometimes by the time people get here there's like sometimes chunks of rock on their vehicle so you don't want to just start <laughs> start wiping something down but but yeah so we use the foam cannon only when uh you know if there's spectators kind of thing it's it's a spectator sport in my opinion let me, I got I to gotta ask Sean a question. Sean, in Canada, there's a lot of big vehicles, okay? Trucks yes. and trailers. Do you guys do those? Oh, 100%. Okay. Yeah, they're... How do you wash those? So when, when you're saying truck and trailer, are you meaning like work trucks, like big trucks, like uh, Sprinter yeah, van? Any, anything, anything that you think I meant when I said truck. How do you wash those vehicles? Sure. So what we don't do are like dump trucks, for example. Uh, but most of those guys, they have their own facilities for it anyways, um, or they bring it up somewhere for that. Our big main reason is we can't fit it inside because of the height restrictions. Um, but so we do get a lot of work trucks. There's a huge company here. They, they're in charge of basically road maintenance. It's, it's run by the government, but kind of privatized at the same time. So we do a lot of their stuff. We do everything from tinting, PPF to, to cleaning. Uh, I love those ones because it's such an easy upsell. Um, but, but those ones, most of them, they're the way that the trucks are, it, you could literally take a pressure washer to the inside. Um, so they're the way they're set up. It's it, in fact, that's been done, uh, <laughs> on some of them. When you, uh, when you wash the outside, do you use a mitt or do you use a brush or use like a pole with like a microfiber? How do you do that? Good question. So for height wise, um, it depends on the shape of it. Some of them, if it's like a roof that we can, you know, easily get to kind of thing, uh, we'll do that with mitts and we have, you know, like mini step ladders. Uh, but then there's other ones that, yeah, for sure. We use the the pole and it's got a, it looks like a broom kind of thing or a mop, but it's a, it's a microfiber. Um, and we use that and we just make sure that we clean it properly afterwards. Um, so it's, you know, it's, they're not too much different. I would say we've done some ambulances as well. Uh, that's why we didn't shut down at all during the pandemic was, uh, we made a deal with the city. We were able to stay open. Um, so those are the same thing. Like, um, the, there's different shapes to those ones as well, but doing the roofs of those ones too. Like I said, most of these things are more commercially built. So there, there's not as much concern if it was like, a you know, some guy comes in with his Maserati, it's, it's a lot different. Right. Yeah. But you you know, the reason I'm asking that is because over here at my shop, we wash a lot of big vehicles too. And I'm short, I'm only like five, six, five, seven. And okay, a lot yeah. of these trucks, they're big. And so yeah. a lot of, um, for years, we've actually used um, premium, very soft wash brushes. They're either flagged yeah. in nylon or boar's hair uh, to wash these trucks. Okay. And I, made a, I made a TikTok video showing how we're washing this Tacoma. This Tacoma was filthy. And Jeez, I personally man. don't like my guys on ladders because they can yeah. fall. And I feel yeah, like yeah. It, it's a risk. I don't want my guys getting hurt. So we have these big, long aluminum poles and they work great, but we were getting okay. a huge amount of hate, negativity. Really? On yeah, on the Facebook group saying, you can't wash any cars or trucks with brushes. It will scratch <laughs> and damage the car. And my thought, I made a video on this talking about how do these guys expect to wash these huge vehicles with just like a small mitt and like a little- hundred percent gonna take you a long time and this is some of the information that it goes out there on those groups you know like uh 100 you and me we both use the brushes and i think marty has also used brushes as well before and his the, the brush makes sense and if the the thing is that any kind of micro scratch that you could be making is easy to to fix up after the fact as well um, but what scratches a car more than those brushes is driving it Yes. Drive that vehicle down the road, you're going to do more damage than anything that we could possibly do to it in our shop, pretty much. Yeah. You know, so it's that's that's our school of thought. And that's why we, we've used it since day one. And same thing, if someone comes in and they've got, you know, a 2008 Honda Accord and they're 
they're like, listen, I just want the cheapest thing I can get possible. I've got a date this Friday. Just, just make it look clean. We're not going to sit there and two bucket wash that car. We're going to tell the guy, no problem. We can do it within your price range. And we're probably when we scratch it, going to improve it. So it's going to be fun. And so it, it all depends. You just talk to the customer, you assess the vehicle. Each thing is case by case. There's, there's never going to be a one size fits all solution, but we use, uh, we use those brushes. Absolutely. I'm surprised you got, well, actually, you know what? I'm not surprised you paid for that. Cause, cause that's what all these other people do that just don't know things is they just, oh, yeah, they don't know. They were just, what happened yeah. was, is they were told by one company that only sells wash mitts that they can't use a brush. Uh, so and so they said look you the other company doesn't sell brush or wash brushes so they said look you have to buy only these wash mitts and mm, that's why and also the reason they tell that online and this is a really big thing is because those brushes the big long ones they can't be shipped they're too expensive to ship uh, large so these online companies they lie to their customers saying you can't use these brushes because they can't ship them and it's easier to ship a small little mitt so they manipulate them into buying the one mitt. gotcha yeah see that's that's where you're right people need to really look at the market and take a look at the information they're getting from all sources because there's a lot of manipulation going on it happens everywhere from everything from you know coca-cola products to to detailing products the information you're getting you really have to check the sources and think about the logistics like what you said like that oh they're pushing this product because it costs too much to ship this so they've got to sell their mitts so what do you think they're going to do it's in their best interest to put out false information and lead the industry in their own path. And then they're going to sell all their myths. Yeah. I, th I think another uh, myth, which is interesting, Greg, when you talked about it as certain brands want to say how to do things, rinseless, right? If we want to look at rinseless, the only way that certain brands have put out is you have to use this certain type of sponge. Yeah. The right? sponge, yeah. Yeah, and then you take this sponge and you're going to go put it in a in water and you're going to move it around and you're going to shake it and you're going to do that multiple times and you're going to presume that all the dirt that you just got off the car is going to all fall out there and then you're going to go dump that sponge into your what's supposedly a clean bucket of a rinseless solution. I'm going to dip it down in there and then I'm going to go put it back on the paint, right? In theory, right? In theory, it could work right? If you aren't trying to do the most practical, most beneficial thing for the paint, right? Because there's no way that I can take this sponge and expect to dip it down in some, some water for a second, put it over in this other solution for a second, and then think that it's completely all cleaned out. The best way to do it would be to take a microfiber towel with a high pile, continue to flip your towel, flip it over again. You got eight sides to that towel, and then just put that towel in a in another bucket that goes into the washing machine. Yeah, Listen, but, towels but, are cheap. But like, why don't just they tell you to use your towels? There's no reason to try and you know depend on this little tiny sponge that it's going to be the best thing for cleaning this car. If if I'm going to maintain somebody's car, I want to do it the best way possible. Mm -hmm. That little mitt, I mean, that little sponge just, I mean, it's it's got some issues. Yeah, yeah. This is this is another good one a lot of people there being manipulated is I was making a video the other day and I was using a high intensity light that I use for swirl. And you, all three of us were professionals. We use different types of lighting. We were getting comments saying that's not a detailing light. <laughs> that's not a detailing light. And now we're at the point in our industry where people think that this has to be a detailing light or it's not showing the swirls properly, even though all the lights are the same. I guess the sun isn't a detailing light anymore. Yeah. Well, which I can't remember which brand makes the sun. I was trying to remember. <laughs> I don't know. Gen Genesis. Genesis. <laughs> exactly. I thought it was Alpha. Jesus. Genesis. <laughs> mm. that's crazy right, detail so, wow. the um, lights we use by the way we just got them at home depot and uh they're, they're nowhere on the packaging did it say detailing light didn't say use for cars did none of that but Greg, they they work fine i mean we've got 655 star reviews i don't know if that counts for anything but yeah i i've always been the same way about lights not many people use halogens but i think it's because of my my well 
listen, I think it's two reasons. Three. Halogens put off heat. I get it. I like halogens. I think it's because of my colorblindness. The way I see that light better, I think it works better for me. So I don't think there's one light that anybody has to use. And third, we put a guy named Cody Duvall used to work with me and Trey Duvall. We put him on the sides of the vehicle, let them, you know, polish out using their LED. We put our halogen on the other side and then we let them walk around and we walked around to their side and they themselves said, Hey, this halogen show that you did a better job, right? You got more marring out had nothing to do with my skill versus their skill. They're much better at it than I am, but just the halogen showed more than the LED, but there's so many yes. people that rave about the LEDs. I mean, lights could go on forever and ever. I mean, there's ever. massive discussions that could go on for lights. When, when you guys think, let me just ask this question. When you guys think about maintaining cars, there's a lot of people that just choose not to. It's almost like it's beneath them. Mm. Oh, Greg, why do you think that people going into the industry and, and developing a business don't actually think it's beneficial to regularly once a week wash their customer's car yeah i can tell you why it's because people's egos is not their amigo and Mm -hmm. what they think is they want to be like no 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 i'm not a car washer i'm an auto detailer and in reality we're all the lowest fucks of the world we clean cars we we clean Mm -hmm. up vomit and we wash vehicles (laughs) we're pretty much automotive janitors If you think about it, right? But people want to like try and step up something and and feel like, you know, they're in a bare game. But it's the same thing with business, right? Um, Nobody wants to be called a salesman. Like, sales, what do you think when you hear salesman? You're like, oh, use cars or vacuum cleaners. Yeah, vacuum. Yeah, whatever. Sales, right? Okay. But I have no problem. Uh, 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 calling myself salesman because sales equals the money. That's where the whole money happens. And businesses, they don't want to be like, no, no, I'm not a salesman. I'm an auto detailer. In reality, you are a salesman. You're selling auto detailing services. And if you're a ceramic coating installer, you're not a ceramic coating installer. You're in ceramic coating sales. You sell ceramic coatings, right? It's just that people don't want to connect those because they see some weird um, like negativity in that. It's sometimes with wording, you know? It's like if I told you, hey, um, uh, you, you can't drink that water. That water has sodium dioxide in it. Sodium dioxide? Oh, shit. Sodium dioxide, you know what that is? It's salt water. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? It's just salt water, right? But people are like, oh, no, shit, dioxide? Oh, no, that's a dioxide. Oh, shit. It's the same thing. So that's I, don't why. The, I don't know if you ever watched The Simpsons, Greg, but uh, there was an episode where they were, one of them was making fun of someone else on the playground. They were like, your epidermis is showing. Your epidermis were, is showing. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> and it's, it's your skin, so calm down. <laughs> yeah so yeah but that it's you're you're spot on there too and it's like me first off salesman absolutely i'm always selling for my companies all of them and it's i i wear that as a badge of honor because it does equal the money that's where it leads to and it literally is the heartbeat of the whole organization all the other stuff like the software our our ads our print material our business cards my staff doing the work all that stuff is all centered centered around the sales because without sales none of that all that shit's not even possible so that's our big focus on everything and that's everything from down to orbis x down to auto world down to all my other companies it's the same you have to be comfortable with being the salesperson a lot of these guys aren't so they prefer to find some other you know way of getting out of that realm but they are in sales they have to address that and i think the big thing too is when you start to focus from sales, you want those customers to come back all the time. Yeah. I would rather we do a, a maintenance wash, even if it's beneath us, because it's an opportunity to talk to the customer, 
find out, ask them questions like, you know, during your visits here, like what kind of things do you think we could improve on? What do you love about this place? So you can do it more for other customers, but then also you can upsell that customer. You can say, hey, listen, John, I haven't seen you in, uh, you know, six months, but uh, you're back again. That's awesome. Listen, last time I asked you for three names that you could recommend to, you know, come into my shop. This time I actually need five. I'm trying to get my Christmas bonus. You know, could you help me out? Just, you know, go through your Rolodex while you're waiting for your car. Five names, numbers that really help me out, you know? Do stuff like that. Like it's a, you want to see those customers again and again and again and again. You don't want to, you know, do it once. Okay, here you're good for eight years. Adios. On to the next thing. It's, yeah. yeah I'll, I'll, if they want to come in and just get one tire cleaned, we'll book an appointment. Done. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, so my answer on this is going to be, I think, uh, I think it's both. I think it's Greg, like you talked about, people's pride. Sean, I think it's what you talked about, people's money. I think there's two things that go into this for people, right? They, they begin into the industry and they see, right, the opportunities that are out there. And it seems like anybody that starts in as a mobile detailer, because that's generally how they start in. Most people don't go into the business and just open up a shop. Right? I'm just saying. Except for this guy. <laughs> right. Like I'm, and just most people, right? Like most backwards. people don't. Most people in the industry start mobile. And then their dream, right? I, I've been in, we at HyperClean, we come out and we do free um, trainings where they're certified and we help people learn about their business, help people learn how to install coatings, help them learn how to do, you know, working on paint to get it prepped if, if the customer wants that, right? And inside these trainings, it's crazy how many mobile detailers come in and you start talking to them. Hey, man, what do you think about everything? You know, how's everything going? Oh, man, I just wish I could have a shop like this. And it's like taking mobile to a shop seems to be the next step, right? This is just the way the industry is, right? This yeah. isn't my opinion, right? This is, this is the way the industry is. It seems like you have to get into a shop to really succeed. Now, then once you're in a shop, you have to only do these big ticket items. Well, the rarity on sales that somebody coming from mobile into a shop, the rarity that they could survive on their salesmanship for getting a 25, a 2000, a $4,000 ticket. Whew. They probably should have started at the shop if they if they had that kind of salesmanship, right? Because yeah. they could have sold the landowner, the landlord, on letting him just have it for free because they're amazing at sales, yes. right? Like, it's so difficult to get to that level that I've never understood why somebody thinking except their ego, right? Except mm. their ego that, oh, if I got to there, then I'm going to look like this other person that I've been in this group with that keeps showing all these cool photos. I'm going to be like them. Mm. Well, that is not how to maintain your own self, nor is it how to maintain your business. No. And it's not how to maintain your customers. Correct. It's a complete back asswards way that multi-level coding brands have come into the industry and began to manipulate and change people when maintenance, properly cleaning, properly maintaining, and properly protecting a vehicle to meet the customer's needs so that that customer will depend on me to clean their car and maintain their car and protect their car. And so after a year, after two years, after 10 years, after 15 years, 20 years later, I can still have that same customer paying me weekly. Yes. 100%. To properly yes. clean, maintain, and protect yes. their car. Yes. And what does that look like long-term? Listen, it's way bigger. What I made off of these customers that we still, this past weekend, still clean their cars since 2003. Mm -hmm. What have I made off of that customer? Way more than your fucking bullshit $4,500. I'm going to put on four levels of this and then another top level of this. And I'm going to see you later, right? 
I've made way more off that customer. That customer's way more happier with me. Referred me to multiple other people. I was about to say definitely referrals. At 2000, at 4,500, at this bullshit that multi-level coding brands have tried to bring in. Yeah, you know, uh, I'll, I'll add to that. The, the trick is the sales. And, and this is the real kicker is I don't think auto detailing is going to exist in 50 years or less. And I'll tell you why. It's because it's not hard to teach someone how to detail. It is probably the easiest thing that I've ever taught. I've taught a lot of different things. It is so easy for me to teach someone how to detail. I've even taught the deaf through translators. It's that easy, but it is very difficult to sell and to communicate with people. And I truly believe that the way the industry is moving, that all of the car washers, detailers will all be replaced by robots within 50 years. And, and I hope somebody in 50 years pulls up this podcast and be like, fuck, Greg is right. Because I guarantee you, one, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest with you. Once Tesla cre- releases the Tesla bot, um, a, a few of my employees probably won't work here. Just being straight up, probably won't work here. I will keep some of the great ones around and the other ones that, that weren't working, they're going to be replaced by the robot. And this is going to be a, a way for a lot of businesses. How could he not teach if he can build a fucking robot, build cars? How can he not teach the robot to, to clean, clean the, the wheels, to clean the car? Right? That is how to spray that, some that, shit on and is, wipe it. Yes, and be that done. Is it, and it's that is clean. how it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And 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 what I'm trying to get out is is that you need to know how to sell your services because people will not buy stuff from a robot. They will only buy stuff from a human, but they will let the robot do the work because the deal was with the human. Hey, man, that's why I I will not give my car to a robot. And here's the keys, robot. Have fun. But I'll give my keys to a human that I trust that will make sure that the robots clean my car. Because in reality, the human is the one that's the responsible. He's the business person that's running the business. And a lot of people need to understand that that. If you're a detailer and you're watching this, you better learn how to sell now, today, starting now, right after this podcast, because a lot of these jobs, they're going away. Fast food worker jobs, gone in the next 10 years. Truck drivers in the next 15 years, axed. They're all going to be replaced. And I think auto detailing and those basic skills, they're, they're really close. I mean, we already have car washes itself. You know, I was at, I was at, this is a good example, Marty. I was at Mercedes Benz just like a couple days ago, picking something, picking up a part and I had to drive around and I went past their auto detailing department. They literally just bought like a $2 million tunnel and installed it in the back of the Mercedes dealership. They run every car through it, like drunk, 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 drunk. There's two guys that operate it and, and that's how they do it. So we're getting close to the robots. And I hope people understand they got to be aware. Of hey, and years ago, I, I mean, because I've been in car washing, that's how I, you know, 2006, I built a $1.6 million car wash, right? Like, and so I've always gone to the different uh, shows and stuff and have said over the years here on these episodes, watch out. You think that we're the only ones that are going to do ceramic coatings. Uh-uh. Like, it ain't happening. I was, I was actually, Marty, I could dig that up. I was one of the first people that said that ceramic coatings will be at coin washes and people were laughing at me. They were like, ha, you're so stupid. And now we have it right there. Of course. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Like that's, that's right on Greg. Like I'm with you. And that's what we kept putting out. And I would go to these shows and um, well, it was the one, uh, Sean, uh, I know you do stuff with Luke. It was the one that Mm -hmm. I met Luke at in Nashville. And okay. Yeah. Luke Wilson. Yeah. And Luke Wilson from Wilson's Auto Detailing had a beer, recorded an episode with him. Next day, went to the show, met, um, uh, oh, shit, what was their names? Uh, This was the craziest. So we did a couple episodes up in Denver. Mm, Damn it. I lost contact with him. Um, But I met them uh, at this barbecue place. They're on the main strip in Nashville. It was like the hottest little like hole in the wall barbecue place. And I'm literally getting my food and I turn around to get some iced tea. 
and uh, and he was there and he had his logo and I was like, oh, you're such and such Sarah Coleman, who was been on the episode she she was going up to work with them and it was just a fun time and they run a massive amount of car washes up there and it was at that show that i saw the first and it was from simonize there's plenty of professional detailers that use simonize products but as majority a car wash company showing this was i think 2018 maybe it was 2017 somewhere around there showing that they were going to be putting ceramic coating on through tunnels and I took a photo and put it out and nobody, right? Nobody in the industry wants to acknowledge that maintenance, quickness, efficiency will always win. It's always going to win. So um, listen, speaking of efficiency and quickness, I know we've gone a bit long on this episode. Uh, <laughs> we had a good talk though, right? Like, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One thing is great. I, I get a lot of people that do message me about the podcast. And they say, I, I watched the podcast. I got a lot of great information out of it. And I feel like, and a lot of the people, they come from these Facebook groups. And I feel like they watch the podcast because they're getting straight information. And over there on the Facebook group, they're getting like, you know, a wishwash of information. Mm. And here they're coming here. They're talking to professionals. They're getting great information. So even though the podcast went longer, I, there's people that are listening to this right now. And I want to thank everybody that's listening to this and hope that you guys are getting some great information. If you guys are able to message me or Marty or Sean, please message us. Tell us what you think about these uh, conversations. And if you have anything that you'd like to talk about, tell us. We'd like to bring it on the show for you. Ah, good, good, good little promo there. I like that. Here's yeah. the community. My beer's gone. But uh, Beauty, water today. <laughs> both of you are on waters. That's not fair. <laughs> it is what it is. All right, guys. Thanks so much for your time. And uh, thanks as always for everything you guys put out for the community. Much love. Thank you guys. Wow. All right. Community. Community. for listening to that episode and if you got any value out of it hey go share it go let people know what you heard on the pints of polishing podcast and listen if you want to leave us a review we would love that you know five star one star hey whatever you think we deserve if you would leave us a review greatly appreciate that and thank you so much for being a part of community